All right. So good to see you. Thank you for joining us online. We are continuing in this series of uh, The Uncommon. And I tell you, the more I dig into this, the more I realize just how much a follower of Christ is so uncommon to the other parts of the world and how we live. And uh, so today I'm going to continue on. We've talked about how we are uncommon. We talked about how uncommon God is, that we have the Holy Spirit that is so uncommon to the rest of the world. And now I want to talk about more about how uncommon our God is, but also how uncommon we are as a follower of Jesus. So wherever you are, if you're in this journey and you're just wanting to discover what Christianity is about, May I encourage you, you're going to get encouraged through the Word of God today. For some of us that have been following Jesus, it may be a challenge. It may be a challenge to us as we look at God's Word. So I'm going to start out with a question. You don't have to answer it out loud. Okay, so don't do that. Because the first question is, when you think we just had an election, we got government, think about this. What do you think the politicians are striving for? Don't shout it out loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you think their goal is in the morning when they get up and we're going to do this? We heard their platform of what they're going to say. Hey, we're going to do this for you. But what is their heart motive? Uh, you can probably have a statement right away. Uh, what about the company you work for? Now, some of you are owners of companies, but what about who you work for? You think, I wonder what their motive is. Do you see it? Do you think about it? What about you as couples in life, in marriage? Where do you guys go and say, when we get up in the morning, oh, I just make it to survive through the end of the day. Hopefully that's not. Uh, may you be encouraged today if that's where you're at. But uh, as parents, as singles, as students, as you go through this world, what motivates you? What do you seek after? Because we can make a judgment on my neighbor. We can make a judgment on government, uh, work. But what do you seek after? And I want to look at that because if you look at, uh, what is it, Maslow's Law, you know, I'm not promoting him, but there is a reality of we look for the basics first and foremost, food and clothing. We want those things. We need those things like food and chocolate and food and I need a new phone. It's right. You've got to have the top phone. Uh, like, what do we need? There is something about our wanting that stability, that security in life. But there are so many other questions that build on that. If we have food, clothing, housing, Security, we start going up farther on, what is my identity? Who am I? And we start questioning, where, where do I go? You know, am I male, female? And all these, we start going off this tangent of different areas. And hopefully today, when we come through this passage of Scripture, we can come to an understanding and establish that hope in that direction. Because we're going to talk about a whole different thing, an uncommon, uncommon kingdom Think about that. Uncommon king. If you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to look up uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. Because when we come to this passage and we think of all the challenges in your world right now, you have challenges. Our world has challenges. 
You know, some are saying this is the end days. And I want to say today, if you feel these are the end days, this passage is for you. If you feel that, oh, we're going we're to be good for another thousand years, this scripture is for you. No matter where you find yourself in your world today, this passage, I strongly believe, has a relation to you and where you're at. If we can take hold of this truth. Father, as we come to your word, we pray that you would speak into our hearts. Lord, I pray for clarity of this, this mind. I pray for your spirit to come anoint in power. And Lord, our ears would be open to hear what you have to say. May we be encouraged. May our hope be stronger because of our time together. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. So we have this scripture that says, and now let me just back up a bit, because he says the therefore. He has talked about the prayer of our Heavenly Father's prayer. We call the, you know, that prayer. He's talking about giving to others. He's talking about your treasures in heaven. And then he comes here. Therefore, I tell you, not to be anxious about your life. Don't worry, I'm not going to get talking about don't worry, be happy sort of thing. Uh, we're not talking about the anxious. I want you to see a bigger picture here. Therefore, do not be anxious about your life, what you eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Thank you, everybody, for putting something on. Uh, I do appreciate that. Uh, so it's not about that. It's, it's not about... Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? He goes, look at the birds of the air. Am I going too far already? I should learn to click. Oh. No, I am in the right place. Neil, follow along. I'm going to read from here, then I don't get confused. <laughs> look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. That's the picture this King of Kings, this Lord of Lords, this God Almighty says, I take care of birds. Are you not more value than they? Think about that. The God that we're talking about says, you are of more value than birds and I take care of birds. Look at which of you are being anxious can add a single hour to the span of life. Uh, the answer to that is no, uh, and Jesus knows that. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, and yes, he does, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, in the fire, Will he not much more clothe you? Here's a little bit of judgment. Uh, you of little faith. Therefore do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Now, Gentiles, in that day, those were not the followers of God, right? So literally... Those who do not follow God, they're seeking after these things. But our Heavenly Father knows you need them. Now, interesting, when Jesus is saying this, this is not a judgment. Actually, if you're looking at the context, it's more, I pity them. 
because I know they need them, but they're not coming to me. They're trying to fulfill their needs on their own. But, but, you, you followers of Jesus, we seek the first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be taken care of. God is saying, I know you have needs, but I got it. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. <laughs> I love this. Tomorrow's going to be enough worries of itself, right? Don't worry about it. Just yeah, stay focused on today. But the biggest picture I want us to see in this text is Jesus is the uncommon God, the uncommon king that loves you. When you think of political departments, of all the governments, think of every governing rule. I mean, I can, I think our prime minister, I know him, uh, so his name, Trudeau, uh, Biden, I don't know all the rulers of the world. Think of any one of them. Think of all of them. Jesus is saying, this king, me, I love you. I don't think i got to be cautious, but I'm thinking through. If you can think of any ruling government that says, I love you. I didn't hear that on the campaign trail. Uh, <laughs> uh, be fair. I mean, could get messed up with that one. Media could take a hold on that. But this uncommon king, Jesus Christ, the king of kings and lord of lords, says, I love you. Look at the birds. Look at all the birds that fly around in the gorgeous. The, God says, I take care of them. I got a track record. I care about the littlest of animals, the birds. How much more do I value you? So if you're questioning God, can you just see this for me? If you are in the moments of challenges, just focus on this for a moment. God says, I value you. You are important. Even when we would come around the communion table, he says the joy set before him. You're his joy. You're his joy. He says, you are important. I value you. Wow. Think of this passage. But God shows his love for us. God demonstrates his love for us because while we were still sinners, Christ died. For us. Again, dwell on that moment. God loves you so much before you even acknowledged him. He says, I have a plan that will not be thwarted. I'm going to send my son to die in your place because of a sin problem. Sin that was spreading. And he says, I've come because I love you. That's why... Uh, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 3 says, I ask that you have the power, to, the power to grasp, to grasp the love's width, length, height, depth, together with all the believers. I ask that you'll know the love of Christ that is beyond knowledge so that you will be filled with entirely with the fullness of God. God loves us so much. He wants us to understand. This is so uncommon that a king of kings, ruler of all, would say, I love you. That's this text. 
is talking about throughout all the other anxiousness, the worries. Take, if you could push aside those things and just, and this is my practice when things start overtaking me. I've used this again and again and God says, be still. Just, just chill and look to me. And he says, I love you. I love you. If you can do that, powerful. This king, this ruler, and we're going to talk about his kingdom, but this rule that we are under, if you're a follower of Jesus, you come under that, he loves you. But also, this, this Jesus is the uncommon king that provides for those who seek him. He says, I will provide for you. Now, we have a difference of understanding here, don't we? Every one of us has a difference of understanding when he means, I will provide. He's going to lavish on everything we need out of his glorious riches. But what is my need? I need that phone. I need that car. I need that house. And when I think of my family, there was a time, just if I give a, a glimpse of what I think is our struggle here. I was, I, I was in ministry, and there came a time where God called me to get under a tree. Sort of the Ezekiel, get under the tree, I'll take care of you for a moment. So i totally at peace. Sing. Okay, God, I resigned from the ministry I was in. And I was good. I can't remember when this happened in the moment because it's been a while now. But there came a moment where I all of a sudden, I got to care for my kids. I had four kids. They were all just breaking into the teenage years. I got a mortgage to pay off. I have all these things. I'm like, God, how, what am I going to do? I just said, I'm stepping out of my vocation, my job right now. I have no income. And I was doing... What I was doing in the previous, I was one day, I think it was one day a week or one day every other week, I, I worked at a mall doing security just to get to know people in the community. Well, somebody quit or something and they asked if I would take on the custodial side. Just so happened at that time. Believe me, I did not see this as God's answer at that moment. I'm like, yes, I'll take the job because I got to deal with my, I got to take care of my kids. Well, then somebody else who was in charge of the maintenance and renovations, he got mad at the boss and quit. Well, now they asked me, would you take that on? And I'm like, okay. So if you can imagine me doing renovations for storefronts. <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> I was doing it all there, but I was still nervous, still worried that what will I do if this job ends? I need income for my kids. Then the townhouse complex beside us where I lived asked if we wanted to put out a contract for taking care of the lawn. I'm like, sure. So I put a bid in. We got it. I gave my kids work. Uh, <laughs> and we had income. I'm like, oh, wow, that's great, you know. But I'm still in this nervous twitch of how do I provide for my kids. Another contract comes up for a government housing complex, which was huge. You want to make a bid on this? I actually bid on it, and they came back to me, can you double your bid? I'm like, okay. 
and I got that contract. But still through all this, I did not see God's hand. I was still worried about how I'm going to provide for my family. And I was getting stressed in that instead of looking. So my conclusion through that whole process is God does provide our needs, but sometimes we're so stubborn, we're so blind, we don't see them. And I was walking with God. I was, I was at a burnout stage, I will acknowledge that, but I wasn't seeing his hand. But he was caring for me. So I say that for many of you that are in some dark places. I know God provides. He is faithful. He is there. We just don't always see how he does provide. But I think at this, if we can get to a place where we recognize God does love you. He values you. You are important to him. And he says, I will provide for you. He took care of all our children's needs, my wife's needs. Everything was cared for. And I didn't even realize it. And I am somebody that knows God provides. But in the moment, so I'm trying to tell you, in the moment, you may not see it, but I'm telling you, God provides, because this is his word. It's not mine. But what he does call you to do is seek his kingdom. Now, here's the picture when we think of the kingdom that we're under. If you are a follower of Jesus, you come under his reign, okay? I, I drew a picture for myself. I won't show you it. Uh, but if you can picture... I'm under God's kingdom. He's, he's the Lord of lords and king of kings. I am under him, and he's taking care of everything I have. And he says, now I want you to come under this kingdom. That's this stuff on the earth. That's the picture we have. We, we seek his kingdom now. We seek the things of God, priority over things of the world. And so I am coming under God's kingdom, and he says, come under this kingdom. He says, you know, he said to his side, pay taxes if they call taxes. Come under this kingdom, but we don't, I'll, I'll personalize it. I don't trust <laughs> this kingdom reign. And he says, I want you to come under his kingdom, follow their laws. I'm like, okay, but I'm just so grateful. I need to stay focused. And so I'm encouraging each one of you to stay under his kingdom, follow him, do what he's calling us to do, and then we have a better future in this process down here. So if he comes today or a thousand years from now, I'm still under his kingdom. That's the warning we have as a church, as followers of Jesus, that we are called to be under his rule. And he warns us, saying there will be signs of the end days. But that doesn't matter for us because we are under his kingdom rule. And that's where my peace comes, when I'm able to walk through this. One person put it this way, when we think of coming under his kingdom rule, it's the right state of the heart with reference to heavenly and earthly things. It's checking your heart. It's the right state of your heart. 
in reference with the heavenly and earthly things. So I live my life knowing I'm under God's kingdom reign. I want to follow everything he says. So I am coming to say, I want to know you, Jesus. I want to seek to know you. I want, to, I want to know you intimately, not just know about you. I think it was Logan when he got baptized said, you know, it's one thing to know about the knowledge about Jesus, but it's another to know and accept him. We can talk about Jesus, but do we know him? We need to know him personally, walking with him, living in the footsteps with Jesus, that he cares about me. Just stay on my notes. <laughs> I wrote down here, it's, uh, oh, I didn't write the passage, but listen to it. Gospels, Matthew. Uh, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I'm going to give you rest. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. Yes, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. When we come under his kingdom, the pressures of under this world start loosening. But if you're living just under this world and you're trying to say, I want to be a good person, the pressures will take you down. Just like when I was saying, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus, but I was worrying about all my income and how I'd care for my family. The pressures of the world was bringing me down. So I had to come back under his kingdom reign and his yoke. He puts the yoke on us. And you understand the yoke is when you're two oxen, they lock together. But you're not doing any of the weight carrying He is, but you're attached to Jesus, and he's pulling you along. He's caring for you. So people, when we think of this kingdom rule, remember who Jesus is. He is almighty God, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. We can trust him, and so we seek after him. We get to know him. We want to follow him. We want to obey what he's doing. I want to live for him. Whatever he asks me to do, I want to walk with him. So I'm in God's word. And we're going to expand this, uh, what it looks like to live in this kingdom, in this uncommon way of God's reign down the road. So I'm just touching on some things here today. But we need to know him. There needs to be a place where you say yes to Jesus. I want to be under his reign. And when we come to the communion table, that's literally, it is for those that say, yes, I believe Jesus reigns and I'm committing my life to him. You need to say yes to Jesus, to follow him. Because if you say yes to Jesus, that he died for your sins because he loved you so much, he went to the cross to die for you so you could be forgiven. That's amazing. But he says, will you come under my reign? Will you follow me? Will you call, again, I will live out his word under this kingdom. I'm going to do what God's word says. I'm going to trust Jesus at his word. 
it's amazing the freedom that I find when I practice this truth. The key is you need to step out and do it. How many times for you in your daily living where you slip away outside of his kingdom and you tried to carry the weight of this world? How many times do you do that throughout the week? When you actually think about it, when you say, do I live under the kingdom reign or do you choose to say, well, I'm in this world, I'm going to live under this reign and I put this other one aside to be truthful. You think about it, to be truthful before God, you don't have to shout your answer out, (laughs) but where do we live? Back to my question in the beginning, where do we live? What motivates you in your day-to-day living? I want to seek his kingdom. Because once I walk with Jesus, there is freedom. The burden is lifted. I just have to say yes to Jesus. (laughs) That's the hard part. When we actually think of our lives, the hardest part is when Jesus says, love your wife, love your neighbor. Well, I don't have time. I don't want to. <laughs> I got other things I'm doing. He says, will you do this? In the name of Jesus, will you think of others more than yourself? I'm like, do I have to? You know, <laughs> you know? oh, my neighbor's calling. I want to watch this show, but my neighbor's calling for help. Where is your battle? Where do you fall? Maybe you don't and it's just me. I'm just sort of check. Is it just me? I I think we all struggle with this, to come under his kingdom. And what I want to encourage you, the hope, the faith is found in seeking him. Because all these things, I want to just show others the love of Christ. In my process, in my thinking, how I live my life, I want to be under his kingdom reign. Jesus, will you show me? And I walk with him, and he will reveal in his truth how we are to live. And sometimes, as you've been walking with Jesus for a long time, you know. You know. God brings it to your spirit right away. This is how I should be living in referring to this or this. An employee that you're working with. How do you live out? With your, as parents, with your children. Well, I know what I'm supposed to do, and I know what I want to do. (laughs) Okay? It's living out this Christian life. In such an uncommon way. The way the world does it is way different. And he says, Jesus is saying, will you come under me? I love you. I will provide for you. Will you come under my reign? I will care for you. And the outcome of life looks way different. Those who seek the kingdom and his righteousness. Oh, I really didn't get on the righteousness part. Uh, That's referring to his gospel, which is another cool thing. When you think of communion and this new covenant, the gospel is this set of, uh, there's a new king. There's a celebration of a new king. And under his rule, that's what we're celebrating. And our life is changed when we come under his kingdom and his righteousness. But now back to my point here. When you are under his kingdom rule, when you are walking with Jesus, your placement is strategic, right where you find yourself. I I marvel at this, that God will place us in places 
where you don't even realize is very strategic. God has you where you are for a reason. And when we're under his kingdom rule, it becomes much clearer. It becomes so clear when we're walking with Jesus under his reign, you will recognize the strategic place where he has put you. <laughs> You'll actually make right decisions <laughs> because your confidence is in Jesus. I am walking with Jesus. When Jesus calls me to do something, I will obey after a long struggle and fight with Jesus. That is my process. Uh, I walk through and I battle what Jesus asks me to do. But he helps me get to that right decision. So when I come under his reign, not under the world and pressures of this world, I come under his rule, and then under this rule, oh man, it's so much at peace. The confidence and hope that I have making those decisions. And again, every need will be met. And you will recognize those needs being met. <laughs> when we're just under the pressures of the world, you won't recognize. You, you can't. The pressures will blind you from seeing God providing. The pressures of this world will blind you from what actually God wants to accomplish right where you are, in sickness and in health. Wherever you find yourself, in plenty or in need, he provides. Might not provide the way you are asking. Okay, I want to make it clear that coming under the kingdom of reign does not make everything perfect. We are still in this fallen world. And calamity does befall us. But we come to this place knowing God provides. And it's when I'm under his rule, in his reign, and I'm trusting in him because I know he loves me, he values me, the burdens are lifted over here under the kingdom of this world. They are lifted. People, if you are feeling burdened, heavy laden, overwhelmed, will you just come, as we come to the table even, to surrender those places? I just want to come under his reign, his kingdom reign, because there is hope, there is a future when I'm under his reign. When you are under this world and the, you, you are watching news 24-7, you are feeling the pressures and you're saying, it's the end, I give up and I want to go hide. <laughs> right? I just can't handle the world anymore. I can't handle the situation, the family struggles, the, the work struggles. But when I come under the reign of Christ, there's peace. There's hope. There's a future. So my plea for each one of you, and you watching on TV, that this is our hope. But will you allow yourself to say yes to Jesus, to come under his reign? Will you let him work in you. We talked about the Holy Spirit last week. That he works in us, transforming us, changing us. That's the, the uncommon God we serve. He's the one who does the change. But we need to come under his lordship. It's one step 
to say, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sin. You died and you rose again. I'm forgiven. Okay, I'm a Christian now. And now I live under this world. You're missing something. It's not a, 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 a one-time done. It's a walk with. Okay, I know Jesus. I walk with Jesus. I am a follower of Jesus. It's not just I'm a Christian done stop. Sign the paper, fire insurance. I'm good. I'm going to heaven. Done deal. That's not the Christian life. This uncommon life is saying yes to Jesus and following him. So I encourage each one of you, when we come to this, this is what we have in Christ. This is uncommon to the world. This is ours as a follower. But will you come under his reign? I know we slip into the shadows. I slip into those shadows. I feel the pressure all of a sudden. And it can just, boom, the pressure hits. And if you have anxiety, there's no control over that switchover. Like literally, it's all of a sudden you are there and you're fighting to get out. But most, I want to say most people that don't have that anxiety, we need to continue, no matter what, this becomes a tool even with anxiety, that this is a tool that we take. Jesus, you value me. You love me. You provide for me. I put my trust in you. I come under your reign. That's the freedom we have in Christ Jesus. We're going to come to communion uh, here shortly and change of scenes here. But Jesus is the uncommon king that loves you and provides for you. So followers of Jesus are uncommon people that seek Jesus and his kingdom and his righteousness. That's who a Christian is. That's a follower of Jesus. We're walking with him. And so when we come to the communion table today, I'm inviting you to come. If you are not a follower of Jesus, there's a simple transition. Say yes to Jesus today. <laughs> Say yes to him. And if you're at home and you got some crackers and juice, that's great. That this is an opportunity that we gather around the table of the Lord. That this is a place where we acknowledge something that has happened in the past that affects our present. There's a scripture verse, and I'm not sure why I wrote this scripture verse down, but I wrote it down, so I'm going to read it to you. A time to remember his covenant, this new kingdom. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists, that he rewards those who seek him. That's Hebrews 11. He calls us to come, that we believe by faith that he reigns. We come knowing he loves us, and so what we're going to do today is I want us to, to meditate, to take some moments to think about this. If you have uh, your little communion cup and uh, the wafer on top that I know many of you have to work hard at, uh, this is a sweet, bitter thing, okay? This wafer does not taste good. 
We know that. But it's an acknowledgement of what Christ has done for us. And so we take it as that symbol. And I'm going to take and just, you can open that package and uh, take your wafer best you can. And I want to, you can take it on your own. I'm going to read some scripture and the music's going to be playing. I just want you to reflect right now. If you're a follower of Jesus, can you just take a moment and start just thanking him for what he's done? It says, For I received from the Lord, as the Apostle Paul, what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on that night he was betrayed, he took bread, and he gave thanks for his, that bread, because they all understood what that bread was. It was remembering the sacrifice that was going to be made. And he took that bread and he broke it, and he handed it out to his disciples, said, this is my body. And they're like, whoa, I don't understand. He was telling them he was going to give his life for them, for us. Take a moment. Father, as we are sitting in this place right now, reflecting on how much you love us, you value us, we can't comprehend from the sins we've committed to how we've rejected you. And even now when we come, all we can say is thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross for me. supper saying to his disciples, saying to us as followers, this is the new covenant in my blood. <laughs> I'm the new king of kings and lord of lords. He says, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So we today continue to live remembering that Jesus poured out his lifeblood so you and I could have life. Again, take a moment and reflect on that. Father, we are so grateful. You have blessed us. You didn't just die for our sins, but that you rose again that we could have life. 
that we come under a new kingdom, that we are so blessed to be under your rule, that you give us understanding, you give us wisdom, you give us strength. Your Holy Spirit transforms us because we come under your rule. We can come under the rule of this world. Lord, thank you for pouring out your life that we could have life.